Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm wonderful. It's always great to meet some new people and have them on the show. Yes, absolutely. So let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Glenn. Yes, I'm uh, Glenn. I live in New York and I'm an actor and I'm in acting class with Matthew where we have fun every week. Yes, we do. Well, thank you, Glenn, for being here. We also have Meg. Hello, everyone. I am Meg. I also live in Brooklyn, New York, and I know Matthew and Glenn from acting class as well. I'm excited. This is my first podcast experience. Ooh. Well, well, I hope we don't disappoint you. But thank you for being here. We'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one is our first general knowledge round, consisting of five multiple choice questions directed to each of you. Uh, Questions here are worth 10 points each. If you get them right, Uh, please choose the answer that you think is correct. Glenn, you are up first. Are you ready? Um, Yes. Okay. Question one, while the North American cougar is mostly extinct east of the Mississippi River nowadays, it still does exist in the south central portion of what peninsular U.S. state? A, Michigan, B, Florida, or C, Massachusetts? Oh, dear. Um, I'm going to say Florida. That's correct. They, They serve as the namesake of the National Hockey League's Florida Panthers. Sense. Question two. In which state would you find Mount Whitney, the highest point in the continental U.S.? A. California, B. Washington, or C. Colorado? Oh gosh, I just saw this today somewhere. Um, Washington? No, it was actually in California. Um, the highest point in Washington is Mount Rainier, um, but it's just a couple hundred feet shorter than Mount Whitney, which is in California. Question three. What Roman emperor who legendarily fiddled as Rome burned during the Great Fire infamously rigged the Olympics so that either he won every event or, in the event of a rare loss, he would be declared the winner anyways? A. Caligula B. Nero or C. Commodus A. No, it's actually B. Nero. He even went as far as to call the games the um, Neroian Games. Interesting. Yeah. Question four. Sunnyside Daycare and Daisy's House is the main setting of what 2010 Disney Pixar film? A. Monsters University, B. Toy Story 3, or C. A Bug's Life? Um, let's see. A? Mm, no, it was B. Toy Story 3. <laughs> Sorry. And finally, question five. Cheryl James and Sandra Denton are better known as what hip-hop group that sang hits such as Push It, A, salt and Peppa, B, Millie Vanilli, or C, Mob Deep? salt and Peppa. That's correct. Alrighty, Meg, are you ready for your five questions? I think so. <laughs> okay. Question one. Which of the following are not the name of a web browser? A, Opera, B, Vivaldi, or C, Presto. Wow, I'm going to go with C. That's correct. It is Presto. Question two. Which of the following rivers 
does not flow through the St. Louis area? A. The Missouri, B. The Mississippi, or C. The Illinois? C. Illinois. That's correct. The Illinois River empties into the Mississippi River well north of St. Louis. But of course, the Missouri River converges with the Mississippi very close to the city of St. Louis. Of course. Question three. Around 180 CE, Chinese inventor Ding Huan created the first rotary version of what household device? A, a fan, B, a dryer, or C, a doorknob? A, a fan. That's correct. Question four. Color TV Game 6, released in 1977, was the first ever game console created by what Japanese game developer whose most recent console is the Switch? A, Nintendo, B, PlayStation, or C, Xbox? A, Nintendo. Correct. And finally, question five. A father and son private practice in Rochester, Minnesota would eventually evolve into what nonprofit group of American medical centers whose other two major campuses are Jacksonville, Florida, and Scottsdale, Arizona? A, the Mayo Clinic, B, St. Jude Children's Hospital, or C, Shriners Hospital for Children? My hospital knowledge is escaping me. I'm just going to say A, Mayo Clinic. That's correct. Yes. Mayo Clinic headquartered, Rochester, Minnesota. So that's the end of round one. Carter, can you please give us a score update? Oh, dear. Uh, We have Meg taking an early lead with 50 points, uh, and Glenn really not too far behind with 20 points. All righty. So close, Glenn. time for our weekly audience question. If you recall, last week's question was, what future U.S. president worked as a park ranger at Yellowstone National Park during the summer of 1936? And the answer is Gerald Ford. And so for this week's question, we'll turn to the Olympics, which started late last week. And of course, on last week's episode, we had a lot of Olympic trivia questions. So if you have not had a chance to listen to the July 21st episode, you should definitely go do that. So this is the second time that Japan has hosted the Summer Olympic Games. Uh, Tokyo also hosted the Olympics in 1964. They were originally slated to host in 1940, but when the country invaded China, the games were passed on to Helsinki, but then they were ultimately canceled due to World War II. And so for this week's question, Where was the first Olympics after World War II held? So that would have been 1948. So have a think about that, send in your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Uh, Yes, in round two, you will each get five open-ended questions on the same topic. Uh, Questions here are worth 20 points each, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty. Glenn, your topic is Jacqueline Kennedy, who was born on July 21st, 1929. And July 21st is the date that this podcast is being released. I mean, sorry, 28th. My bad. Born on July 28th, 1929, the date that this podcast is being released. I hope that's correct. I will check that later. Anyway, Glenn, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question one. Jacqueline Bouvier graduated from what Washington, D.C. University, located in the Foggy Bottom neighborhood and named for a president? George Washington. 
correct. George Washington University, and she got her BA in French literature. Question two. She met her first husband, John F. Kennedy, at a dinner party when he was a congressman representing what state? Um, I believe it is Massachusetts. That's correct. And he proposed to her after he was elected to the Senate from Massachusetts. Question three. There are many iconic images of Jackie Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963, wearing a what colored dress covered in her husband's blood? Um, pink. Correct. Question four. In 1968, she married Aristotle Onassis, a shipping magnate from what Mediterranean nation? I believe it was Greece. Correct. And finally, question five. Before her death, she made her son promise her he would not continue to take what kind of lessons? Um, ooh, flying lessons? Correct. He was an avid pilot, and ultimately he would die in a plane crash five years after his mother's death in 1999, the John F. Kennedy Jr., along with his wife and his wife's sister. Apparently, I found your category, Glenn, um, the yes. Kennedy family. I watched that movie with Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Alrighty, um, Meg, your questions are going to be about John F. Kennedy. Are you ready? No, but, but yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Question one. Kennedy's father was ambassador to what European nation at the onset of World War II? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Wow, do I know anything about the Kennedys? This is going to be so tough. I'm, hmm. you know what? I'm just going to throw out Germany and I, no. No, it's no. not Germany. <laughs> Glenn? I will just take a stab and say France. No, it was the United Kingdom. He was, amb <gasps> he was ambassador under President Roosevelt from 1938 to 1940. Hmm, didn't know that. Question two. John F. Kennedy defeated what then vice president in the 1960 presidential election who would later be elected president himself? Hmm. 1960? 1960. Wow. This is, this is tough. I'm going to say Reagan. No. Glenn? I don't think this is correct because I think it's the one before, but is it Nixon? It's Richard Nixon. Oh. He was he was vice president to Dwight Eisenhower from 1953 to 61. I just the... <laughs> I want you to know that I hail from your Belinda, which is Richard Nixon's birthplace. Ah. So that, that was tough to take. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course he was elected president in 1968. Question three. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas on November 22nd, 1963 by whom? Uh let's see. Nope, not a clue, not a clue. Okay, Glenn? <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald, Correct. that was it, yes. yep. <laughs> the FBI concluded that Oswald acted alone, but there have been myriad conspiracy theories surrounding the, the assassination. Movie. <laughs> yes. Question four. Who was Kennedy's vice president who succeeded him following the assassination? Oh my God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, this is so hard. <laughs> I can see the wheels of Glenn's brain turning and I'm trying to connect with him in that way. <laughs> Let's see. Um, 
I really, I'm coming up with nothing and I, I'm just, I, I'm coming up with nothing, Matt. I'm so sorry. Okay. Glenn. I'm not sure about this, but is it uh, Carter? No, it was Lyndon Johnson. Oh, yes. Uh, and he had previously been a senator from Texas and was Senate, Senate Majority Leader. And finally, question five. Which of Kennedy's... Was only four. <laughs> no, one more. Which of Kennedy's brothers was assassinated in 1968 during his own campaign for the presidency? Why don't I know anything about the Kennedys? <laughs> it's like also Robert or Bobby. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. That's correct. Oh, yeah, Robert Kennedy. Um, he was killed by Sirhan Sirhan after making a speech in Los Angeles on June 5th, 1968, and he died the next day. Okay. So, wow. You, go. you know something about the Kennedys. That was, that was tough for me to experience, knowing that other people are going to experience this later. Hey, you got five out of five in the first round. Yeah, I yeah, think you just... multiple choice might be where I shine. Yeah. <laughs> you probably did really good in your SATs. I did do really well on my SATs. Well, there yeah. There you go. But if, I mean, if the pattern, you know, continues, then you're going to get five out of five on the next round, so, which are worth even more points. So... Well, that's the end of round two. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? Had a bit of a lead change here with Glenn at 140 points and Meg at 70. Alrighty, and now it is time for round three. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Uh, yes, round three is like round two, but the stakes are a little higher. Questions here are worth 30 points each and your opponent can answer for 15 points. Okie dokie, Glenn, are you ready? Yes. Question one. What interstate highway connects the LA basin to the high desert via the Cajon Pass? The five? No. Meg? Is it the 110? No. This is the 15. A little bit, a little bit further out. Now the, the, um, the five goes up straight up from, from LA into the, it's not the Tejon, Te something or other, something like that, pass. I'm up to the Central from. Valley, up to the Central Valley. Um, but the 15 is the one that goes to the high desert. Okay. Question two. How many Stanley Cups have Canadian teams won since the NHL has had 26 or more teams? So since the 93-94 season. Um, I don't know anything about hockey. Um, except that they play on ice. So <laughs> I will say... Uh, Eight. No, Meg. I'm going to say two. It was zero. Uh -huh. Their la the, the last um, Stanley Cup won by a Canadian team was the Montreal Canadiens, who won in the 1993 Stanley Cup Finals against the LA Kings. And the league, has had 24, the league had 24 teams that season, would expand to 26 the next season with the addition of the Florida Panthers and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Despite five appearances in the Cup Finals since the 92-93 season, Canada has been shut out of Lord Stanley's Cup each time. Question three. Whose presidential library and museum is located in Simi Valley, California? Um, Ronald Reagan. Correct. Question four. In 1976, Milton Glaser drew the earliest version of the iconic logo of what famous tourism slogan, often symbolized by four symbols, in the back of a taxi cab? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Okay. 
Meg? I'm also blanking. This is bad. <laughs> Two New Yorkers. It's I love New York. Or, I, no, or, or I heart New York. <laughs> we're, we're moving back to California today. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, question five. The Diomede Islands in the Bering Strait, despite being only about two and a half miles apart, are separated by 20 hours due to their straddling what meridian, which is used to denote the current day? I have no idea. Meg? I'm going to say prime meridian, but your smile says no. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's on the opposite side of the world. Um, this is the international dateline. Ah, uh, that adds up. Yeah, prime meridian is at, is at zero longitude. The international dateline roughly goes um, at a 180 longitude. So, but it, it kind of wiggles around. But anyway, it's the international dateline. Alrighty, Meg, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Question one. What interstate highway is known as the New York State Thruway for most of its southern half and the Adirondack Northway for its northern half? Hmm. I just got a car recently. I don't know that I've made it that far. Um, <laughs> I will say the 495. No. Glenn. Okay. Um, the 101. No. This is Interstate 87. 87. <laughs> yeah. Runs from the Bronx up to the Canadian border, about an hour or so south of Montreal. Question two. Jack Hanna, host of Jack Hanna's Wild Adventures, formerly directed one of the largest zoos in the United States, which is located in what city? One of the largest or the largest? One of the largest. It depends sort of on what metric you use. Okay. I'm going to say San Diego. No. Glenn? I was going to say that too. Um, the, the Bronx too. <laughs> No, he was at the Columbus Zoo in Ohio. Ah. Yeah, and he, he really grew that zoo into one of the premier parks today, along with the San Diego Zoo and the Bronx Zoo, the National Zoo here in D.C. Question three. According to legend, the ancient Greek ruler Pelops hosted a series of chariot races that became the basis for what large multinational sporting event? The Olympics. Correct. Pelops was the ruler of Olympia, hence the name. He also lends his name to the Peloponnesian Pel uh, Peninsula, one of Greece's major geographical features. And I will also mention that when this podcast is being released, the Summer Olympics will be going on in Japan. I'm very and excited Japan. about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Question four. The first subway system in the United States was built in which city? New York City? <laughs> Correct. Yes. God. <laughs> Not a trick question. Um, it is also the largest by far in the United States. And question five. Oganesson, the largest element of the current periodic table at an atomic number of 118, is theorized to be the only member of what last group of elements on the periodic table to be a solid at room temperature? Okay, that, that buying of time didn't provide any answers for me, so I'm going to pass this one over to Glenn. <laughs> Yeah, you got to reach back into high school chemistry there. Um, uh, I was just going to say, I haven't opened a chemistry book since then. Um, I date a science teacher. It didn't help me at all. So, <laughs> Breaking Bad didn't help with this question. 
Uh, I have no idea. This is the noble gases, hence why there's only one that's a solid at room temperature. Um, it's also known as group 18. Well, that's the end of round three. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? Uh, we have a narrowing score difference with Glenn at 170 and Meg at 130. So now it is time for round four. Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Well, round four is our showdown uh, where we will give you each three questions. Um, actually, everyone's going to get the same three questions, and you're going to write down your answers to those questions, and we'll see who gets the points. Here you can get 40 points for each question you get correct. All righty. Glenn, Meg, are you ready? Yes. Yes. Okie dokie. Question one. Located near Mount Rushmore in South Dakota's Black Hills is a monument to what Native American leader? Um. <laughs> yeah, do, we, do we have answers guesses i no i can only get are we writing it did you say yeah you i mean you can do whatever you want we say write it down but you don't have to write it down if you don't want to i um meg <laughs> you know i i don't i don't i don't know okay oh this is so tough this is the crazy horse memorial it is still incomplete it has been under construction since 1948 um, but if it is completed as designed, it will be the world's second tallest statue after the Statue of Unity in India. Wow. And, it's, and it's located about 17 miles from Mount Rushmore. There you go. There you go. Question two. In 1925, a Tennessee high school teacher was charged with teaching human evolution in school and was tried in a deliberately staged trial known as what? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Matthew's looking at his life. I know, I know. It's it's bad, and it's, it's... the only thing that entered my brain, which I absolutely know is wrong, just to put out there, was <laughs> Salem Witch. <laughs> you said deliberately staged, and I thought witches. Well, yes, but it's but no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of a deep cut, but it's but it's also probably something that you've heard of, but you you just may not know that this is what that was do we have any guesses besides the salem, salem witch trials i'm gonna stand by salem witch okay <laughs> okay the answer is the scopes monkey trial the butler act in tennessee made it illegal for evolution to be taught in publicly funded schools in the state and finally question three which future u.s president was an artillery officer in world war one Hmm. Future US president. Do we have guesses? Um. Need a few more seconds to think, or. Ah. Meg, I'm going through my presidential history. I'm thinking. I'm also thinking. Um. I mean, Meg, if you were able to come up with the right answer, you can you can leap past Glenn. That's so much pressure, Matthew. Oh, it is unnecessary to know. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we we understood what the stakes were here. Thank the you. The stakes are pretty high for me. <laughs> I I don't know. I just don't know. Wow. Um, go on, doing president. Let's see. Anybody want to take a guess? I mean, I could just guess someone famous. That... 
preferably someone famous who was president. <laughs> that, is, that that is probably wrong, but um, Meg, do you want to? <laughs> FDR. Okay, Rosa? Glenn. Do you have a Do you have a guess? I was gonna say him, but I guess I'll just pick someone else. <laughs> you can say the same person. It doesn't mean. Okay, I'll, matter. that was my initial one, just because. Uh, yeah, always go with your gut, but it actually was not Franklin Roosevelt. Um, the answer is his successor, Harry Truman. Ah. Uh, and in fact, Truman was the only uh, future president to see action in World War I. Eisenhower was stateside for the war. And uh, Roosevelt was too old. And Johnson and Kennedy and Nixon were all too young to have served. Huh. So. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? As it usually is after round four, our scores remain unchanged. Uh, <laughs> cool, Matthew. <laughs> those are some tough round four questions. I will, I will say that. So, Thank you for saying that. <laughs> so what was the final score, Carter? Uh, Glenn has 170 and Meg has 130. Well, congratulations, Glenn. You have one. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Um, I guess I should watch other movies before, uh, besides ones on Jacqueline Kennedy on NASA. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's what um, handed you the victory today. So. Did. And as the loser, I would say that I need to watch Jackie, yes. the movie. That was, that was your mistake. Yeah, really. that was my mistake. Well, Man. that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Glenn and Meg, for being on the show today as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music and contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show, or if you would like to submit some questions. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.